Good evening, Tabernacle family. I am glad you've decided to join us for a Wednesday night time of prayer. Uh, given the ongoing uncertainty of church life, of scheduling, and in a desire to want to try and serve you better as a church family, we thought it would be helpful to provide each Wednesday night a Wednesday evening prayer update. This will provide us a time where, once again, online, we can have a sense of community and family and continuity with our normal schedule, as well as spend some time praying together. Uh, this particular avenue of prayer will be a little different. I won't work our way through a prayer list, and there won't be a time of Bible study, at least not as we normally do it. However, we did feel like it would be beneficial to us as a church family uh, to at least be able to have a time of prayer. So I would encourage you each week uh, to come back to the church's website, and on Wednesday evening at 6 o'clock, you'll find another video posted where uh, we can spend time praying through whatever we may be facing, not only in terms of the current pandemic, uh, but whatever may be going on in the life of the church and even in our own lives. And to do this, we're going to do it a little differently in another way. Uh, I'm going to be using Scripture as the model and using different passages each week to model different ways that we can pray. So for tonight's prayer time together, we're going to take a look at Jesus's model prayer. Uh, it's found in Matthew chapter 6, so if you'd like to take a Bible and uh, turn to Matthew 6, you can follow along as we pray together. Uh, this tags along with Pastor John's pastoral prayer from a few weeks ago, uh, and it does provide us a great outline and provides really helpful means of praying, in particular, in a difficult time like we find ourselves in today. So as we walk our way through Matthew 6, and we'll be looking specifically at verses 9 through 11, uh, we're going to take a look at how Jesus provides at least five features of who God is and his relationship to us as a way to form our prayer, as a model for how we would pray to God. And so, uh, take a look with me as we look at these uh, five ways we can pray to God. Number one, we pray to a God of glory. We pray to a God of glory. So I would draw your attention to verse 9. As Jesus encourages us to pray, he says, In this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Again, these are familiar words to us. Uh, we've heard this many times. We have recited these words in a variety of church settings. Uh, to pray to our Father in heaven indicates both realities of how we relate to God. He is our Father, and that is a promise to us by virtue of our relationship to Him in Christ. And so we can speak in personal and intimate terms with God. However, He is our Father in heaven, and He has a name that is to be hallowed. And so Jesus encourages us to begin our prayer in a way that acknowledges this greatness of God, this glory of God this majesty and power of God. God is worthy of all honor and worship and respect. And so as we pray, we begin our prayers by acknowledging that, acknowledging who God is as our Father and God as sovereign and over and above us. I think in many ways this gives us great encouragement. 
We're not talking to one who is our peer. We're not talking to one who is impacted as we are by the day-to-day affairs of life. We're not talking to one who is anxious and worried and nervous about life on this planet. We are talking to our Father in heaven who has a holy name. So as we pray to him, that is how we can begin our prayer. Jesus then moves us on to another step. We not only pray to a God of glory, we pray to a God of control. Notice what it says there in verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus encourages us to pray in light of what we know about God. Since God is in heaven and has a name to be hallowed, that implies that there there is a God in heaven who is sovereign, a God who is in control. We know that Ephesians says that all things happen according to the counsel of his will. In essence, what Jesus is encouraging us to pray for, to pray about the context of our prayer, is that God's will would be accomplished, and that the degree to which that will would be accomplished on earth would be the same as it is in heaven. In other words, what we're asking is that God's full rule and reign would be brought to bear on life in this planet. And so part of our praying to God is praying that God and, and would, would intervene, that God would work, that God's will would be accomplished here on earth. I think that also implies something. I think to pray, your will be done, it implies a sense of confidence. It implies a sense of trust. It suggests that we are confident that God is able to intervene to ensure that his will comes to pass. Again, church, we are encouraged by this because this means that as we pray, we are not praying to a God who has been caught off guard. Though the nations of this earth have been caught off guard, by what has taken place over the last few weeks. God is not taken off guard. God is not anxious. God is not wringing his hands. God is not uncertain about the timeline. God not only knows what will happen tomorrow, but he knows next year and the next and the next and decades to come. And so it is fitting that we pray ultimately to God and that his will would be accomplished. So as you pray, I would encourage you to to pray in light of God's will related to this pandemic. We are praying that God would bring a swift end to this chaos. We are praying that God would intervene in great power and glory to bring all of this to an end. And yet at the same time, we trust his will. And that might include that we are going to have to be patient, that we're going to have to be trusting that no matter how long this may last, we can trust that this is indeed happening in concert with God's will. So as we pray, we are praying to a God of glory. We are also praying to a God of control. Number three, we are praying to a God of provision. So then we get to the familiar phrase in verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. And again, this is familiar to us. We know what Jesus is getting at. He is suggesting that as we pray, that we pray that God would provide us with what we need on a daily basis, that which we need to sustain life, the resources necessary to make it day by day. I find it interesting, though, that the verse does not say that we get to tell God what we think about our daily needs. 
Instead, we are trusting God to give us sufficient resources for the day. Church, I can think of few encouragements that would be better to us than this. What what a day we find ourselves in, and, and in fact, we are in a situation where we have no other choice but to trust that God will meet our needs. He will give us sufficient resources for the day. Now, I would encourage you then to pray, as as you pray, that you would then be praying for the physical needs and well-being of others. Continue to pray for folks in our church who are dealing with a, a number of health-related issues. Uh, deal, Pray with those who are dealing with uh, recovery from surgery. Pray for those who are facing surgery. I would ask that you continue to pray for those who are dealing with the death of loved ones. Pray for those who are facing any number of difficult diagnoses and and pray for family that are uh, giving care to these individuals. It would be trial enough to face these difficult realities, but to do so in light of what we are facing in our country today makes it even more so. So let's lift these folks up as we pray. I think also in this context we can pray for those who are facing other challenging circumstances of life. So just just remember that as you pray for daily bread, pray for yourselves that God would give you resources you need to endure and make it through the day, but that you would pray that for others as well. And so I think in this context, I would encourage you to pray then for our uh, other leadership, for local and state and national leaders. Pray that they also would have sufficient wisdom for the day. to to make good decisions and to lead us uh, properly and to lead us faithfully. A fourth way that we pray is that we pray to a God of grace. A God of grace. Jesus then continues by saying, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You may be familiar with other translations that use the word of trespass. And we know Jesus is not speaking really in financial terms here. He is saying, God, forgive us of those ways we have transgressed, the the, the ways in which we have sinned against you. But then he adds to that. Forgive us to the degree that we are willing to forgive those who have sinned against us. And so I think really the broad category to apply to this is that you and I pray in light of God's grace. I would encourage you to be continual in your prayer for the forgiveness of sins, a a confessing of your sins before God, and a confession of your confidence in Christ's finished work to provide forgiveness for sin. Know that in this prayer, we are not begging God for something that He is unwilling to give. God does forgive, and so let us always be faithful to confess our sins. But I I would suggest this grace also involves asking God to give us the grace to forgive those who have sinned against us. That is not something that comes naturally to us. But as we have been given grace, let us give grace to others. And so I would encourage you that you would pray for those who have wronged you. Pray that they would repent of their sin. Pray that they would come back to, to you and, and confess that and that a relationship would be restored, but also pray that you would have the grace to be able to forgive. Uh, let me suggest that this also implies something about relationships, and that is relationships can be hard. But I would suggest relationships can be harder when there is other anxiety and stress added to life. So be patient with one another. 
Be patient with your loved ones, with family, with friends. Be patient uh, with others in our community. These days are challenging, and if these days continue on for some amount of time, the challenges will become greater and greater. Uh, So let the people around you see a different spirit, a spirit of patience and kindness in the face of these difficulties. But then I would also commend then a fifth and final element of prayer, and that is that we pray to a God of mercy. So Jesus concludes this model prayer by saying, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And so I I think this is a, a request for God to be merciful, for God to deliver us, for God to keep us from those things which would cause us to stumble and to sin, that God would provide us with a safe path, that God would grant us wisdom and and grace, that we might walk in faithfulness and obedience to Him, and that God would deliver us from that which would then lead us to indulge the flesh, or would lead us to indulge in anxiety and worry and fear. So again, I think Jesus' words provide a helpful model in these days. So as you pray, pray that you would not succumb to the pressure to distrust, the, the, the pressure to give in to unbelief or to worry or to anxiety. I would encourage you to, to pray for God's mercy, that God would deliver us. And I would encourage you to pray that God would deliver us from this situation I would also encourage you to pray for those around you. Pray that God would deliver them from their sin, that God would deliver them from their unrighteousness. You and I have a unique opportunity to be a bold, courageous, and compassionate witness for the sake of the gospel. So let us take advantage of that, church. We are the only people that have true hope, true peace, true comfort, true trust, because Our hope and peace and comfort and trust is not tied to the day-to-day events of this world. And we have that confidence because God in His grace and in His mercy has saved us in Christ. So let us proclaim that message to our neighbors. That that in spite of all of the attempts of these other human sources to provide some kind of relief and some kind of assurance, it only comes in Christ and in a relationship with Him. So now here's what I would like to do. I'd like to take just a moment and we're going to pray together. And I would encourage you to use this model then as a way to pray yourself. But let us take just a moment and pray. Pray along these lines and pray for God's intervention in these days. So I invite you wherever you are that you would pray with me as I pray. Let's pray together. Gracious and loving God, we do bow before you. A holy God. Our Father who is in heaven, a God who is worthy of all worship and honor, a God who is worthy of our praise, a God who is worthy of our trust, a God who is worthy of our submission. God, we do pray to you as the God who is able to bring your will to pass on this earth. God, we confess that the days that we are facing are are troubling, that they do cause anxiety and they do cause fear. And so, God, we pray that you would intervene. Our desire is that we would see an end to this, that we would see a return to normal. Father, we also know that we are compelled to trust you. And Father, we then ask that uh, were you to call on us to endure through a season of challenging days, that we might trust you. Give us a calm assurance that indeed your will will come to pass on earth as it is done in heaven. 
And we thank you for that assurance. God, we pray then, in light of that, that you would provide for us day to day. Give us the resources sufficient for the day, physical resources, resources related to our circumstances, to to the day-to-day course of events. God, that we might live in faith and obedience to you. And we pray, God, that you would grant to us grace. We confess that we are a people who sin. We do indulge in our flesh in a variety of ways. And so, God, we ask for forgiveness and we thank you for it made available to us in Christ Jesus. We pray, God, that we would demonstrate that same grace in relationships that we have with others, that we would forgive those who have wronged us, that we would be patient with those who express the flesh toward us, that we might demonstrate the grace of Christ and His gospel. And we pray for your mercy, God, that you would deliver us. We pray, God, that you would keep us from the evil one, that you would keep us safe, our our, our physical needs being met and, and our physical safety being met, that you would keep us from that which might encourage us to indulge in anxiety and worry and fear so that we might remain faithful to you and that we would be a faithful witness to the hope of the gospel, to a world and community that needs to see Christ. Again, Father, we thank you for your love for us your, your wisdom given to us, your peace and the hope that comes to us in Christ. And may we continue to be faithful even as we face ongoing challenges in the world around us. That's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, again, I do thank you for joining us uh, in this time of prayer. Uh, and just know this is our desire. This is what we're going to keep on doing each and every week. Uh, providing a focused time of prayer for whatever may be going on, uh, using a different passages of Scripture. And so this would also be instructional as it helps give you some insight into how you can pray more effectively through the Bible and how the Bible then provides you with a guide uh, to pray as God would have you to pray. So check on the website. Check back each and every week. I would encourage you to just do that normally. There's going to be a lot of information available to you each week. Uh, so, so not only our Sunday service, uh, but also these Wednesday night updates uh, and then other material that we find helpful to you will make available to you uh, at the website. So you can just go to the website, click on the link related to coronavirus, uh, and find a lot of information that can help you out. A couple other announcements that I want to give to you before we finish our time. Uh, first, uh, we have made two phone calls to the church body. If you have not received a phone call, uh, then we'd like to know about it. Uh, There could be a couple of things. One, we may not have the right number or have your number at all. So if you'd like to be a part of those calls, you need to call the church office. You can email the church office and let us know uh, the phone number that you would like us to use. Uh, If you didn't receive a phone call, the other option uh, is that the phone number we have for you uh, is, is not either working properly or it doesn't have voicemail set up. So if you'd like that number changed, then again, if you could let us know so that we can get the information to you. And just for sake of reference, if you receive a phone call from 637-4166, that is uh, Tabernacle's main phone number. I would also invite you to join us online Sunday at 1030. Uh, Given the ongoing restrictions for large gatherings, we will once again provide to you an online worship experience. Uh, This one, though, is going to be a little different than what we did this past Sunday. Uh, This will be our own. 
So Pastor John and the worship team will be leading us in song. There'll be a time of prayer. There'll be a message. Uh, Pastor Aaron will lead us in a benediction. So it is an attempt to, again, bring a bit of continuity back to our lives. uh, And that will be made available to you at 1030 Sunday morning. So I encourage you to take advantage of that. And this is going to demonstrate how strange our times are. You're not going to believe what I'm about to say. But I would encourage you then to make this known on Facebook and use whatever social media platforms you have to let folks know about this event. We'd rather have more communication than less, so get the word out so that we can at least feel some sense of community that we're all gathering together at the same time in our homes to worship together. So if you'd pass that information along, uh, that would uh, be appreciated. And a third request uh, is that you would continue to give financially as the Lord would lead. Uh, Our church continues to operate. Our staff continues to serve and minister, though we're doing it in different ways. Uh, So if you can continue to give, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, You can do that in a few ways. One, you could choose the online option at our church's website. Uh, You could also mail uh, your offering to us. And uh, if you decide to do so, if you could use the following address, P.O. Box 1510, New Bern, North Carolina, 28563. Uh, That is the mailing address to the P.O. Box, which would be the best way uh, to send checks to us. You could also just drop it by if you would like at some point during the week. But again, we ask uh, that you would consider about how you can continue to give to us during these difficult days. So understand this is an ongoing situation. It is a fluid situation. We are making decisions week to week on church life and activities, and we'll continue to use all means available to us to keep you updated. Continue to check back uh, at the website for updates and information that will be helpful to you. So again, thank you for joining me for this time, and we look forward to worshiping together this coming Sunday morning online at 1030. God bless.